0: Rock out with your cock out. Keep up the good work. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3,
1: 2, 1. And welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. one of your hosts, Dee Simon.
0: Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet.
1: I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs.
0: We're gonna stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started.
1: Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening, welcome to Secret Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, T. Simon.
2: Lance Wackerly.
1: What's up, there, Wacker? Nothing, but I found this. Whoa, where was the slide whistle? It's been gone for like, I don't know, six months? Longer uh, than that, probably on the a shelf. year. I found it. Were you doing some spring cleaning or something?
2: I was doing some sliding. Some sliding?
1: Yeah. Have you impressed your lady with your slide whistle skills? No. Do girls find that impressive? That's, that's the question. If you slide
2: whistle on their clitoris, they like it. <laughs>
1: I wonder if there's a correlation there. Like If you're really good at playing the slide, slide whistle, means you're really good at eating pussy. Yeah. There is. I don't know if that's ever been tested. Did Kinsey test that? Yeah, Kimsey tested. No, Kinsey. <laughs> oh, Kinsey. Kinsey, right. Kinsey. Sorry, inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, uh, while we were prepping for the show, um, that's what we do before we start recording. We prep. we little prep time.
2: Prep work. I practice my embouchure on the slide whistle.
1: I noticed you were smoking uh, an electronic cigarette. Is that a new thing? When, when did this happen?
2: Yeah, I showed you this before.
1: I have not seen it. I have look at that. So urbane. Is it? Yeah. You are like, I don't think so that, that the word is epitome means what you think it means. The epitome of sophistication right now.
2: No. I don't think people think that e cigarettes are sophisticated. If it was a pipe, maybe, is that what you're thinking about? You got a hip beard.
1: You got a you got an e cigarette. I don't think e-cigarettes are hip. Oh, they are. You look. No, seriously. You look. Unless
2: hip. you particularly think Stephen Dorff is hip.
1: Stephen Dorff's very hip. He was in. Uh, wasn't he in um, Blade? I don't know what Steven Dorff. Stephen Dorff yeah, Dorf is Blade. a hip guy. Hip people smoke these electronic cigarettes. What, what's the deal? So do you get a buzz from these things? Yeah. It's Why the, the shift? Why the shift from regular cigarettes to e-cigarettes?
2: Because cigarettes are terrible for you, and I'm almost 40.
1: And that, what's the difference here? I I can smoke this while I'm crafting. It's like the old times. Is there still nicotine in that? Yeah. So you still get a buzz? That's all there
2: is. It's just nicotine and water vapor and some Chinese chemicals (laughs) that
1: are as yet to be determined. (laughs) How How much are charges, what do they look like? I don't even know anything about these cigarettes.
2: Well, you're looking right at it. You just said you just saw it. It looks just like a cigarette. That's see. That's the thing. You see these hippies walking down the street, or like techno nerds, and they've got that big, like Terminator stainless steel looking thing, and it's got like yeah, that's what I've seen. Well, this one just looks like a cigarette. The only reason yeah, that, you can tell, and like... this one doesn't even have the blue tip, and it doesn't. Even, it doesn't have an orange. Though some of them have orange tips. This one has a white tip, so you can kind of tell when I pull on it.
1: What does it smell Other like? Than that, Huh? Like, what does it smell like? Do you have fragrant tobacco?
2: If you're standing next to me, it doesn't smell like anything. Well, this one smells kind of like, it's like their basic flavor, but it's like, it's kind of like tobacco, but there's a little bit of hazelnut. I have a different cartridge that's just pure tobacco cartridges. and it doesn't really
1: smell like anything. That's what they're called. What, how much are cartridges? Do you buy a pack of them? Or what is it? I don't remember. I got it online. It's cheaper than
2: cigarettes because this cartridge lasts as long as like... I don't fucking know. <laughs> the, thing, the one thing is, is you actually start smoking more because you're just like, fuck, this is good for me. And I can just do it whenever I want. Do you hack as much from it? Like, do you feel no. like shit in the next morning? There's no tar or particulates or anything. It's water vapor with nicotine in it. You don't hack at all.
1: I feel great. Are you doing this to transition out of smoking? or Are you doing this in lieu of smoking? Like, this is your new No, thing? I haven't smoked a cigarette in like a month now, almost. But I mean, are you planning not to smoke, like eventually to, 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 to lessen your smoking completely? Like in, in, Do you you're going to smoking? stop smoking the e-cigarette or are you still going to smoke something?
2: I don't understand. You're, you're confusing me. No, <laughs> what I'm saying.
1: I'm smoking this instead of cigarettes. And then are you eventually going to stop smoking that? Why? Why bother? Well, that's what There's I'm wondering. Is bad this a goal it for or you? Are you just like, I'm sure there, I'm sure that that's harmful in some way.
2: Well, I mean, like, everything is hard. I mean, coffee is harmful in some way, soda, most
1: food. Okay, well, um, all right, this is what I'm getting at, Warkily.
2: The FDA has not made any proclamation that these are anything like cigarettes with the tar and the, whatever, the carcinogens and the formaldehyde and all the, like, f- additives they make so it stays burning but the in the the formaldehyde
1: tastes so good.
2: Yeah, it's not quite the same. You don't get that like – and I guess some people even after a while you – but immediately when you transition, you're like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt my lungs like I like. <laughs> so you, you sort of miss that at the beginning, but you do get the nicotine high. And I think after a while you're like, well, that kind of sucked when, I was, when my lungs were burning all the time from smoking a cigarette. Yeah, if you,
1: if you get the buzz and people uh, smoke it for the appetite suppressant – the bowel yeah, stimulator. All that you
2: get. It's just nicotine. And nicotine isn't necessarily really that you know, it's no worse for you than like caffeine.
1: Okay, but this, this Prevents is my Alzheimer's. point, Wackerly. This is my point. Yeah. Where does it go from here? Where are you leading to? Is it gonna stop where are you gonna stop? Is it going to be like we well, you've already adopted the uh the electronic cigarette? What's next? Google glasses? Yeah, perhaps. Google glass, that's the next step. <laughs> I'll be
2: the guy and I'll get a fedora.
1: I, I see have the you Google doing Glass
2: that. And this, and I'll get a
1: chain wallet. I host a podcast, milady. Um, do Do you want me to pull it up on my Google Glass? Backly. I only pay for things in bitcoins. I, I kind of see you proceeding in that path, that direction. I'm I'm a little nervous. This is kind of an intervention here. It all starts with the e-cigarette. That's the gateway drug. You no,
2: know, it started with cigarettes. And the cigarettes got me to the e cigarette that's it that's all that happened.
1: yeah, but i just I'm just trying to prevent this from moving on to Google Glass because you know what's going to what? happen. What do you care if I have a google glass? I don't want you to get assaulted in i could a bar. be I
2: could podcast from anywhere with Google Glass doesn't it have like a microphone?
1: I don't know does it doesn't yeah well, I think it does I don't, know. You can call people. I don't know if it
2: has a microphone' I,
1: but no, i'm just i don't want you to get assaulted in a bar for being a glass hole, which i I'll fight, uh, I'll like. fight somebody. <laughs> Do you hear about somebody? that chick? Yeah, I know. What's um, her name?
2: Sarah Slocum?
1: Yeah, I know. It's, it sounds like she has a porn star name.
2: What's with her? What's, what, what's the deal with into, her? Before we get into what's even get the into this story, before we get Slocum. into the
1: actual story,
2: you look at this girl, and now her LinkedIn page is on you know all over the place. You can see everything about her, at least from a professional standpoint. Like. None of these articles about her say her age. And she's got the, she, if when you look at her, you're like, how old is this girl? She could be 22. She could be 38. She could be 45. A good looking
1: 45. I'm taking a picture here. What, what's her name? Sarah Slocum? Slocum. Slow like, slow come. Without the W. Oh my God. She looks so annoying. I suppose bang I prob- her though? I, I suppose I probably would have sex with her, especially if I was at a bar. But just look at her face. Yeah,
2: she looks irritating. She has oh, an she irritating is... smile.
1: She's, she has an irritating ascot on. Like some kind of neck scarf thing going on here. Yeah, that smile is irritating.
2: I don't like that she she appears to be hiding her age. Like none of these articles say her age. And when you, you when you do research, when you cyberstalk her, you can also not find her age. But we, we did some math in our pre-show prep, prep time. The prep, yeah, during prep, prep times, uh, and it, by the dates that she graduated from like high school and college, it looks like she's probably around thirty on the
1: nose. You know, looking at her, even if she wasn't wearing Google Glass, I still wouldn't mind assaulting her. <laughs> Jesus, no, I'm not not, not to like get violent, no, not physically, but just verbally. I think yeah. I'd like to say something You'd verbally her. assault her. No, I would, I, would, I think I would say you'd something. Offensive her a, are you to her. saying you'd give her a tongue lashing? I definitely give her a tongue something. <laughs> no, but look at her. She she looks like an annoying individual. And if she was sitting at the bar with her Google glasses, at or Google glass, whatever it is, those- it's called Google Glass. Go- okay, oh, if man. she's sitting at the bar with her Google Glass, acting pretentious, trying to like wait for you to look at them so you could be like, "What are you wearing?" Oh, I'm wearing Google Glass. Would you like a demo? And then you got to sit there, okay, now i got to talk to you about the, oh, can I try them on? It's like that's what she wants to do. She's trying to incite a conversation. She wants attention.
0: I
2: hate it when people go to the bars and try and talk to people. It's so irritating.
1: I I hate when I'm with a girl and she's trying to talk to the people next to us. I'm like, just shut up. (laughs) She's trying to get away from you. No, but there is
2: like a a bit of the guy who goes to the bar with a parrot on his shoulder or – you know, person who rides into the bar on a unicycle. I you got just, a boa on.
1: constrictor. Oh God,
2: the snake people. Yeah, but yeah,
1: exactly. It's like that—the the person who is trying to call attention to themselves, and that's urban, what this urban doing. attention seekers—they've been called by some comedian who I can't remember who it is. This woman, but this she's the epitome of urban attention seeker, and now that she's already achieved what she set out to do—get attention. Now she's just using it as a vehicle for self-promotion. I'm a tech I, I writer. Initially,
2: I initially thought this was a complete hoax.
1: Like, it seemed like a hoax. Even,
2: I thought even the attack was like maybe one of her friends staging the attack, but that doesn't appear to be the case at this point. My my first reaction or why I had that reaction – well, because I'm usually skeptical about everything happening that's out of the norm. But with the fact that the local newspaper got a hold of this article, the story, sorry, and then and then the the, the newspaper called the cops – and they're like, we haven't had any report of an assault. <laughs> so, so she went to the media. But, you know, She was attacked in a bar is what she's telling everybody, was telling everybody. And she went to the media before she went to the cops.
1: Let's just give a little backstory here. So to people who don't read the paper ever or don't look at the news well, or never go online. And this great. is where you get that – we're your source, your direct source for, for information here. A San Francisco woman named Sarah Slocum was attacked – claimed she was attacked at a bar on Haight Street. Um, After refusing to stop wearing Google Glass, she released (laughs) video footage of the incident that she filmed with a new technology that spurred the confrontation in the first place. Apparently, she said the incident reportedly started out as a friendly exchange between patrons at the bar and Sarah Slocum. Um, And she's posted extensively about the encounter on on her Facebook page or Twitter account. She also has a blog. Doesn't she have a blog? Let's not even give out the name. She has a blog.
2: She has a um, blog. It's called uh, something like com Inc. I'm a self-righteous quad I thought. She, she's trying to be a, a tech blogger. Yeah. And I and when you look at her LinkedIn, she's been like a personal assistant, which is a shit job, but you can make a lot of money doing it, like kissing some rich executive's ass all day long for 20 hours a day. But she's been doing that for like 15 years. 15 uh, like years? We said, well, probably not 15, right? We publishing some
1: 2000- – Polishing some executives' balls for fifteen years. Maybe that's wrong. If
2: she's thirty, that means she would have started at fifteen. I, I did the math wrong. She graduated college in two thousand six, and what so is it? Like so late it's six 20s. years. Yeah, okay. So six, six years. years she's been doing that, and then for like one year she's been tech blogging. I'm a tech <laughs> blogger. She's behind the curve, and she's got to make a name for herself.
1: Know, right. Yeah, she's not. She doesn't do a talk a blog like us.
2: Hey, and we've been doing, we've been doing this, this talk-a-blog for as long as she was a personalist, for as long as she's been, since before she got out of college.
1: I know. We're Think the professionals that, here. Son. Um, some people yeah. at the bar were curious, and they're asking for a demonstration of the technology, of course, because she's sitting there wanting them to ask this for of her. She, she's this urban attention seeker, sits down, and she's, ask, she's waiting for them, waiting for the opportunity for someone to be like, oh, is that the new Google Glass thing? Cool. Cool. What, what does it do? Google sees this as a new way to effortlessly connect people with information, though it has yet to hit the consumer mass mar- the mass consumer market. So no one else is wearing this, so that's why she feels she's special.
2: I've seen it once in real life—a lady walking down the street by my bus stop.
1: I saw some idiots wearing it in San Francisco. Well, you live in wear. LA. No, but I mean, I haven't you seen lived it here. In,
2: like you lived in San Francisco. I live in the East Bay. I mean, we're like troglodytes over here, and so I only saw it one day when I was getting off the bus in San Francisco to go to my job, but you you were there all the time.
1: Yeah, walk into work. I haven't actually seen it in L.A. That's surprising. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's here. I just haven't seen it.
2: Maybe you should get out of your cave.
1: As the night wore on, a group of patients reportedly became upset about the potential for being recorded by the eyewear.
2: Because so so much devious shit and, like, you know, subcultures going on in, inside Molotovs.
1: Yeah. Uh, the we confrontation turned violent when a friend she was with responded to one heckler by throwing a punch. Next thing you know, it's a fracas. The Google Glass were ripped from her face um, and her her uh, purse and her uh, cell phone were stolen. Uh, this all went down at a bar in Lower hate called Molotovs. And that's kind of a crucial point here because people are saying... You wouldn't wear Google Glass into a punk rock dive bar like Molotov's.
2: I know. They're, they're treating it like, like you're reading a, a Hustler magazine in, in church or
1: temple. How dare you, sir? How dare you take in Google Glass into this punk rock mecca? But they're acting like it's like CBGBs from like in 1976. Like it's just one of these.
2: Even if it was, it's a fucking bar. It's a dirty, shitty bar. And it's not even that dirty and shitty to tell you the truth.
1: Well, comparatively it is com- to other bars on hate street. Like it, that's True. the thing with people that, that don't live in San Francisco, probably aren't aware of this, but there's lower hate and there's upper hate. Upper hate's kind of where hate Ashbury is. And it's all the head shops. All like whiskey, fancy whiskey bars, clothing stores. Lower Hate is still a little bit more sketchy. There are yeah, projects but think about over it, like, there. Think
2: about it like this: the Lower Hate is still three times as respectable as the Tenderloin, the Deep Tenderloin, which is itself five times more respectable and safe than, than Deep Hunters Point.
1: Yeah. Well, think about it this way: if you were to rent a one-bedroom apartment in this lower Haight area, right by Molotovs, you'd probably be spending about twenty-eight hundred dollars, twenty-six hundred dollars a month. A, a one-bedroom? Yeah. More? Up. Go up. Yeah. You think thirty-two hundred dollars a month for that? That's that's insane. But yeah, so that's what we're talking about. This But it's a super punk rock bar in the (laughs) middle of all these
2: fucking, you know, four-figure-a-month apartments that that are, like, you know, have the shittiest fixtures and amenities ever. We're not talking about a nice apartment. We're talking about, like, a rundown, drafty piece of shit apartment.
1: But that being said, you go to Molotov's. It's been a while since I've been there, but the last time I was there was probably about a year ago. You know, you're going to hear the vandals. You're going to hear the misfits. You're going to hear punk rock on the jukebox. It does look like a shithole. There probably will be a mixture of yuppies and some dudes with like sleeveless shirts, a circle jerk shirt on, and a bunch of shitty tattoos. And they right. do serve high life. Everybody, for, like, everybody has
2: their uniform, in other words.
1: But there are like genuine like SF punkers there. Like we, we hang out at Molotov's. But there, but there's also yuppies that can afford to pay or tech, you know, tech people that can afford to pay three thousand bucks a month to live in the Lower Hate.
2: Yeah, the weird thing, I mean, we're, we're talking about these expensive apartments. I don't know if people understand this, but San Francisco has rent control. So, yeah, if you were to go there and rent in a shitty apartment now, it would cost $3,000 a month, probably minimum. But if you happen to live there for 25 years, you might have that same apartment or equivalent one, and you might be only paying 700 bucks a month. Which I've lived in places where seven hundred bucks a month would be outrageous to pay for a one bedroom itself. But hey, if you live in, in San, San Francisco, Francisco and you have a great a one bedroom apartment for seven hundred bucks a month, you feel like you're very uh, you're, you're sitting special. Yeah.
1: yeah, in LA, it's the same thing. I mean, you'd never find an apartment that cheap here either. No, I mean, I guess maybe in South Central, Compton, or something. Crenshaw. Crenshaw, but no, but but in San Francisco, yeah. So there are these guys these people. You know, uh, people who've lived in San Francisco since the eighties. The 90s in the same apartment. Well, some even longer than that. I Bob mean, though, Madigan. So there's, there's
2: still some there from the summer of love. You know, what the hell are they paying? 300 bucks a month?
1: Yeah. Bob Madigan had that apartment uh, kind of near Hayes Street. I forget the name of that area uh, by that park over there. in that. Uh, I forget the name of the area. But anyway, his Hayes uh, Valley was, yeah, I think it was Hayes Valley or right above. Which is Hayes even Valley. more fancy. Yeah. Right. Above, but he had this apartment that they Western had. Western edition. That's Western Edition. That's idiot. where it is. Yeah, yeah, he there, used Western true. edition. That's more Bob style. <laughs> But I mean, it's still kind of nice. I mean, he lived right oh, yeah, by this it's still park. Still nice. His, he had this like row house. And it was the top floor of it, three bedroom apartment, and they paid like nine hundred bucks. It lived there since right. like nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, and and yeah, and and these are the people, the people that have lived there forever, that have rent control apartments that are bemoaning the uh, the gentrification of their neighborhoods.
2: Oh, and God forbid if they see you wearing Google
1: Glass. And God and forbid. so this is what happens. You shouldn't go to Molotovs wearing Google Glass.
2: But what's I love all the, the people who are, it's like, uh, you know, it's like the whole blaming the rape victim because she had a mini skirt. Well, what did she expect? <laughs> she went into Molotovs with Google Glass. She should have known better.
1: But this idiot's not without blame, and that's what's funny. It's she's writing this. She's you know blowing this whole thing out of proportion. Yeah.
2: Well, this is my favorite kind of story because I just hate. All the participants.
1: Yeah, just everybody in here is is, is a wretched individual, worthy of our contempt, she which we going she might to give.
2: might tip the scales in her direction, though, because of this blowing it out of proportion.
1: Well, now she's using it as this vehicle for self-promotion. Now she's using it as a, an us versus them spin. Like, you know, you're anti-tech, and I'm not one of these people, but I know these people. And and now I'm being considered a tech person, and and these people are anti-tech, and now there's now they're saying well, you that do there's have this fucking schism. robot
2: glasses on, lady.
1: <laughs> well, now they're <laughs> saying that there's this schism in San Francisco of people who are anti-tech versus people who are tech, and uh, and and you know it it goes into other stories like the Google bus protests. Oh, no, hmm. now you got to talk about that. Well, I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay, but that, you got to
2: get into because that's that's a that's a good that's a good uh, segue or not segue, but uh, you know. It's a huge the issue in itself. So you have to fully explain that. But, but that's
1: it. another huge issue. But, th- but that's why that's why like newspapers like the Chronicle and other uh, other mediums in, in San Francisco are all over this story because it's, it's like, you know, th- right here. Yeah, this, it's, it's, it's like right here. This is the is, is evidence of this schism in our city of the, the separation between the, the tech and the anti tech people, the new people who just moved in here and the people who've lived here for 20 years. And so what's funny about this girl's story is uh, there's been blogs that are coming out now? Like she keeps ta- she keeps writing about it on Facebook and saying like she was attacked and these Google Glass haters came up to her and tore the tore glasses off her face and, and someone stole her purse or cell phone. Well, other patrons of Molotovs have have been interviewed about what happened here. There's two sides to every story, and this is what uh, this is some blog I got this from. I saw on Facebook as well. People are saying it was after last call. Sarah Slocum was completely wasted. And being a bitch. Off some, of vodka cranberries. Vodka cranberries, <laughs> Which, and she had several.
2: Isn't that drink like 10 years out of style? Wasn't that big in like the
1: mid-90s? Still a girl drink though, isn't it? What's it called? A Cape Cod? I guess the
2: mid-90s were two decades ago. That shows how fucking out of touch I am. But it seems like that's drinks like 10 years ago, everybody's drinking the
1: vodka cran. And girls still drink that. They do? Okay. Yeah, it's a girl drink. So, so they don't have to taste the vodka. So she was wasted. Some, someone uh, called her a glass hole, whether it was in jest or whether it was your glass hole, which is a stupid thing to say anyway. It's a and slur. Her, her boyfriend tried to fight the guy, and apparently he got his ass kicked.
2: Can you imagine taking your girlfriend to the bar and she insists on wearing this Google Glass thing? You're just like, just just take it off. No, I want to wear it. <sighs> Can you wear it for like five minutes and then take it off? No, I'm video and I'm going to put it on my blog, my tech blog.
1: It's a conversation oh, piece. Christ. We're going to make you're new gonna, friends. You're going to
2: blow me after you drink all these vodka crayons, right? Yeah, can I wear my Google Glass?
1: You better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think when uh, you give her a facial, if, uh, if, if some of the uh, ball milk gets on the Google Glass, it'll ruin it? I was going to say, I don't think that's
2: recommended in the manual. Yeah, I wonder. But you know, what people. It says I mean, about.
1: that's that's going to be the next thing. That's when Google Glass
2: will really take off. When is when they start making porn with it.
1: Actually, if you think about it, you can actually see the 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 semen like shoot in the girl's face, but you can see it from her perspective. Right, all over the lens. Um, the glasses fell off her face. Someone picked them up. And gave them back to her. That's what this patron's saying. Nobody robbed her either. She had left her purse and her cell phone on the on the stool in the bar. And then when the fracas occurred, and and that's when the guy. Uh, so was she was fighting. just blotto.
2: Well, I, I, I've been that drunk before at the bar, and then you go home and maybe wake up, maybe wake up like even later that night, or, or at, you know, at the next day at the latest, and you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? I've just never been smart enough to claim that I was like <laughs> assaulted and
1: robbed. I just feel sorry for the boyfriend. I mean, at what point do you just walk out and leave your stupid twat of a girlfriend at the bar? Like, <laughs> and you, have, you, have you been Chivalry, in that situation, you can't though? Do that.
2: you got to convince her to go. You're like, let's go. Come on, baby, let's go. we got some alcohol at home. We've got uh, uh, Notting
1: Hill on DVD <laughs> or you know, Netflix, I guess, nowadays. If you were drunk and you're at the bar, your girlfriend's drunker. she's being a complete twat she's screaming at people you know that girl drink drunk just wasted loud voice screaming um at what point would you if if some guy was upset with her and was just like you know you're a glass hole wouldn't you just be like you know what i'm not gonna fight this guy let's just go
2: if if she you got, gotta say
1: something to him well, you gotta if, be
2: like sir i'm not gonna fight you but you don't talk to a lady like that good day sir then you have to leave
1: but if he like pushed her or smacked her in any way well, then, no, you then you have to fight do something then it's him. on you have to do it But if it it, it has
2: nothing to do with the Google Glass, it's like, dude, you fucking just pushed my girlfriend. You kidding me?
1: But if it's your girlfriend acting like a twat, and some guy's like, you know, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, why would he push her? Yeah, no, that's when it escalates to where you have to fight. But if it's just, yeah, that's when they cross the line. But if it's just some guy telling your girlfriend to shut up. At that point, I'm not going to fight over that.
2: <laughs> At that point, I'd be like, "He's probably right."
1: You know, I, I actually agree with this guy. High five. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I've
2: been trying trying to get that through your head all night,
1: <laughs> and especially because you're already annoyed because she's wearing the fucking Google Glass to the bar. Which you're not told attractive. Her, no, she looks they don't like an idiot. Doesn't make your
2: girlfriend look any better.
1: Just like someone, she looks like someone who didn't get picked to be in the Human League video.
2: I mean, just go. Just go full on Geordie LaForge and put your fucking like uh, what do they call it? Your Alice band all over your eyes fully. It's well, like they're they're like lopsided. Well, just, just yeah, the form no, they, factors,
1: but I don't know why Google they look like didn't Oakley's almost too. I didn't know
2: why I don't know why Google didn't take more time in development to get it to the point where like, oh, now they just look like normal glasses. There'd be so much less backlash. But I guess the fact that they're visible is kind of advertisement for them, but I think it's—I don't think it was wise.
1: Well, I think that's what they what they want to happen. You know, they want people to—they it to stand out, yeah, from regular eyewear. So now it's like you're special because you have Google Glass, and that's going to invite people to spur a discussion and ask you to do a demonstration. I mean, they—they they just released this Google etiquette, Google Glass etiquette. I, I don't know if you've seen this, but like the first thing on the list is don't be creepy or rude, A.K.A a glass hole
2: i think that's just everyday etiquette <laughs> i would just everybody not be creepy or rude
1: well they they don't want glass to have the same stigma as the bluetooth earpiece which I, do you think do you equate those
2: i mean now that you mentioned that i kind of do it is kind of because i think it do, doesn't it have something that goes down into your ear so it's also like a cell phone
1: i just picture my brother my brother loves his bluetooth well, your brother loves
2: technology. Yeah, you know, he's a techno I, gay. I'm
1: surprised my brother doesn't have a. It uh, doesn't have Google Glass.
2: Well, yeah, it's only it's only offered to elite few now. I don't think your brother's in that realm.
1: My brother would give Sergey Brin and probably the other execs of Google a rim job, like several rim jobs. To get Google well, the head Glass. guy of
2: Apple is gay. What's his name?
1: I forget. Wozniak. No, not Wozniak. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, he dated Kathy Griffin. He's not gay. You have to be straight to date her. Jesus Christ, God! I don't even know how that happens. I think she's was no, a real dick head guy. Actually. I can't remember his name, but
2: he needs to—he needs to find out. Your brother needs to find a high-up gay guy in Google and seduce him, which is just hilarious. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would love <laughs> your, to see that. Can you imagine happen.
2: your brother seducing somebody, especially like an older man, an older executive? <laughs> hey, you want a ball drop shot? <laughs>
1: Google writes, be polite and explain no what glass does. And remember, a quick demo can go a long way. In places where cell phone cameras aren't allowed, the same rules apply to glass. Should people really be
2: demoing each other's Google Glass in this day of fucking uh, you know, Bob
1: Costas' pink eye? Isn't <laughs> that taught anybody a lesson?
2: Yeah, I know. Isn't Don't be that,
1: sharing glasses. I mean, God, it seems like such a personal item. I, I wouldn't walk up to you and be like, hey, can I put your glasses on?
2: Like yeah, have you seen my greasy hair where like the stems touch the temples?
1: Google also tells users that they shouldn't expect to wear glass out in public and not get asked questions from multiple people about the device. In fact, I think if you wear Google Glass out in public, you should expect to be called a faggot at least three times. Because there's a good chance that's going to happen into the etiquette. <laughs> I, I just no I'm that's, that's what I'm add gonna add that aside. that's an addendum I'm gonna add that here because it's probably going to happen. I don't know why you have to cast aspersions on people's sexuality. It's not I'm not using it in that sense. I'm not using <laughs> I'm it in like a, faggot, as a derogatory. Yeah. I'm just using it as like you're an asshole, you're a dick, uh, you're a faggot. It's like I'm using it the way Eminem uses it. Oh okay. You know, I mean that's what I wonder. Like, do you think this Jordi LaForge human league new wave glasses will ever be socially acceptable (laughs) making it sound cool i I love new wave but do you see this ever being acceptable oh
2: yeah when like i said when they make it so i can just it can be in my glasses that i wear every day and nobody can tell except for maybe there's a little like square of light in the corner of course i'm gonna have some
1: but then how i'm in a
2: super boring meeting i'm just gonna be like reading you
1: know just looking at porn But yeah,
2: then, I'm not going to be looking at porn, but I, you know, I'll be reading some websites, my favorite websites, about video games.
1: How are the anti tech people going to know who to hate then?
2: They won't. That's the point.
1: Well, maybe that will happen. I Plus,
2: I'll be looking up judo moves. Like, how do I punch this guy in the throat? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: how how will Sarah tell Slocum? How tell how we, me how to fight. I'm
2: about to be attacked.
1: How will Sarah Slocum feel special?
2: She won't. That's, I mean, that's why, she's in, that's why she's so manic about spinning this into some, like, huge, making a mountain out of this molehill, a tempest out of the teacup, a dollar <laughs> out of this donut, as they say. <laughs> because she has to do it fast, because sooner or later, you know, her moment in the sun is going to be gone, and she also is kind of botching it, in my opinion.
1: But what I'm wondering is, do you think this whole tech you know tech people versus the anti tech people has been completely blown out of proportion is this something that the media has created are we going to talk about the created? bus or are we, are we out of time we're kind of running out of, we time, can out of time but i'm just uh, do i you, think it's been blown out of proportion i mean
2: do, do you walk I think around? I think certain people take it very seriously on both sides but do you do you, uh, you, and, you
1: walk around San Francisco thinking like oh my god the tech people versus the anti tech
2: well i don't live over there and i don't work in tech so i don't give a shit I, and I, and i just i just don't, i don't hang out enough in San Francisco to, to even observe it, really, to tell you the truth. I mean, this is the funny thing. If Google people moved over to Oakland or even to my shitty little town, like, we would love it. We'd be like, oh, hell yeah, property values are going up. All these fucking rich kids are moving over. Like, they'd open up cooler bars and restaurants over here. It'd be great. But yeah. only in San Francisco do people feel like... <sighs> I was going to ask you this before. Uh, regarding L.A., and, and you knew no Anywhere outside of New York or San Francisco, do people – like, they didn't even grow up there. Or I even kind of blame the people who grew up there. And I don't know about foreign countries. Like, you know, maybe London's the same way. They have this, like, weird, irrational pride about the town. Like, oh, San Francisco's a special place and you don't deserve to live here. I, I grew up here. I've lived here for 10 years. I mean, I know New York's like that. San Francisco is like that. And it just fucking drives me insane. It's so, it just, it's so fucking dumb. And LA isn't like that, right? I mean, there's maybe like a random, very small percentage of people have a lot of LA pride, but I mean, most people are just like, there's cool parts of LA, there's parts that suck, and I I don't really identify my whole personality with the fact that I live in Los Angeles.
1: LA is a transitional city. It's, it's rare to meet anybody who's, who's a native of, it's, uh, a you, native know, you, it, you say
2: transitional, I would even say dynamic, which, you know, is more of a positive word. It's a dynamic city, but it's, nobody wants it to be static and stay the same way that it was fucking 20 years ago.
1: But it's not that type of city where San Francisco does have people that have lived there their whole lives. I and mean, there are people that have been there since, you know, the seventies and they, you know, yeah. and, they, and they're like, this is our favorites. This is our home. And I think they feel like this influx of tech people that are driving up rents is a threat.
2: No, but you, know, but you know what? The tech thing is just the latest thing. It's always something with those people.
1: The dot-comers went through the same thing. It's like, oh, now we got but the dot com. That, that was even so similar to the tech thing.
2: that. But I mean, just anything. Like, you know, we're going to change the way the trains work, or we're going to build a basketball stadium, or... Anything that's going to change anything, that's people all just flip the fuck out. It's so irritating. They just it's like not to, the way a big city should. In New York, like as, you know, people have this pride. But at least in New York, I don't think people just try to roadblock every single – probably in some of the neighborhoods they do. I think what happened any, – Any single change that could ever happen. Well, I
1: think what happened with New York it's, is they've hit this, this feeling of acquiescence. They're just like, you know what? We're never going to be able to afford Manhattan. It's gone now. We must move – you know, further to, to Queens, we must move to like, you know, we must move away from the city and there's just no way people in San Francisco are fighting that right now.
2: So do you think they have a point? Do you think it's a good thing that they're you know, like, well, no, maybe we should know, take a last stand?
1: I personally, I don't think San Francisco is somewhere I'd want to live anymore. It's not the same place that it when, when I lived there in 99. It is. rich people. Disneyland. It is. And I've, I've accepted that. I've moved on. And I think people, you know, who have rent control apartments, it's tough to realize this, but I think, yeah, you still, like,
2: can, you still technically can afford it. Well, I think all your friends are getting evicted and all the
1: cool punk rock. And no no younger,
2: cool people are moving in. All the younger people are like techno fucking nerds that, that, you know, make 200 grand a year. They go
1: to mixology bars and they pay 18 bucks for a shot of whiskey. And that's, that's what they want. That's what they want. That's where they want to hang out. It's like now all the artists, all the musicians have moved to Oakland. The artists. But that, but that's the thing. It's now there's going to be cooler venues in, in Oakland. So you're going to have to move to Oakland.
2: Yeah, but those those very same people that have so much pride about San Francisco, they fucking hate Oakland. That's the other funny thing. It's like you could just move over to Oakland and it's it's everything you want. It's grungy. There's people who actually like do art and you know work in, you know, work in service jobs and are in bands and there's like studio space for their shitty punk bands bars, yeah. Yeah, all that shit's in Oakland. You can just move, and, it, and, it's, and it's literally available. 10 minutes away on the uh, on the mass transit, but you won't move over here because you're too good. San pro- Francisco
1: <laughs> pride. I know. It's ridiculous. That's retarded. what it is. But I think what's going to end up happening is you're just going to have to accept the fact that the city's changed. It's become gentrified, and I can't afford to live here anymore. You know, I bet you a lot of these people are waiting for an earthquake to happen or some other calamity to even the score, but, you know, Whatever. Viva the little revolution. What like, happens when Give all record? these glass holes a hard time. Yeah. They deserve it for just I guess, yeah. owning punch that people, device. punch
2: people square in the face if you see them wearing some technology that you don't like.
1: But sadly it's a losing That's battle. It's a losing battle in the end. But hey.
2: Yeah. I mean people used to hate cell phones. Then they hated smartphones. And now look, we all have smartphones.
1: You know, do you think if uh, if you hate these people that are wearing these Google Glass, you hate these tech people that are coming in there? Should you still be allowed to go to Facebook or use Twitter? Yeah.
2: I find that a specious argument because that that's used when in all these uh, you know whenever you read the comment pages in the newspaper where. Somebody's complaining about the tech people taking over town, and then somebody else comes in and is like, well, you have an Apple computer, and you use the internet, so what do you – you can't – I mean, everybody, yeah, it, that the internet is beyond being a tech person.
1: Yeah, but, but if you're Cell decrying phones are beyond these devices, but yet you own two of them.
2: Well, you know, it's useful outside of the fact, you, you know, you know I, I, I don't think that's hypocrisy myself, but I can see why people think that. I just don't agree. I
1: also think you're an asshole, though, if you're taking pictures with your iPad in a bar. What
2: about you your see iPhone? People?
1: Well, iPhone's not that bad because it's, it's not, you know, it's not intrusive. But do you ever go to a show and you have some dickhead in front of you holding up their iPad, recording the show with an iPad? I have seen that. Oh, my God. There's nothing that enrages me like that. If I if I was a performer, I would probably say something like, you know, you look like an asshole. You got to stop doing that.
2: You know what enrages me about it is that I want to go up to that person and say, you realize you're never going to watch this video, right? Ever. You're never going to watch it. You're going to record it. It's going to sit on your hard drive. Maybe you'll get high and try and make your friend watch it. But you're never going to watch it again. And even your high friend is going to be like, "Uh, yeah, it looks like a good show, man. Let's go take another bong rap. Like he's not going to sit there and watch like the 10 minutes that you recorded two and a half songs of the Happy Mondays or fucking Matthew Sweet or whatever. And you're never going to watch it. I know you think like this concert's so great. I'm going to watch it again. You're not going to watch it again. It's not the same when you watch it on your iPad later. You should have just experienced it.
1: Exact and, and, and just quit interfering with other people's enjoyment of the. Well, event. that too, yeah. Well, so, th-
2: that's a whole nother That's a whole another intro. No, nobody gives a shit about what anybody else is doing or thinking or inconveniencing anybody else anymore. No, in this day, these and days age, are over.
1: No, it's all about themselves.
2: Bastards! It, it, it's not even if they if they were if they were consciously saying, "I don't care. I want to videotape this. I don't give a shit if nobody if the person behind me can't see." That would make me happier than I think. What's really going on is they don't even think or about the fact or realize that there are people standing behind them that can't see because they're holding up their dumb fucking tablet they just don't even think about it, they're too stupid
1: you know who wasn't a selfish um, solipsistic individual like this Jesus? No, the Bushman <laughs> oh, the Bushman
0: yeah, Bush we gotta move on, for, so I, I'm making a segue here, people. but
1: but uh, you know wackily, we should tip our glasses to the Bushman who died this past week I think he, he actually a man died today. who loved pubic hair. The Bushman. He was into bushes. The Bushman was a street performer who would hide behind... And he would do this in, like, a heavily trafficked tourist area, Fisherman's Wharf. The Wharf. He would, he would hide behind these branches, and then when a tourist, an unsuspecting tourist, would walk by him, he would jump out and scream. The funniest was, part...
2: I think there were very leafy branches, so he appeared to be a bush, hence the Bushman. It wasn't, like, winter... Branches with no leaves That he was
1: just sort of Holding up some sticks like And he weird, was behind A weird, garbage weird pagan can pagan god So you couldn't see the guy Yeah It just looked like a hedge But the, the funniest aspect About it though Is it wasn't like He you know He was some little dwarf That jumped out Wearing a little dwarf costume He wasn't Peter Dinklage In Game of Thrones He yeah, was like a sense. What a Six foot two black guy Black homeless dude mm.
2: He's one of those guys who's been homeless for so long and his skin is so weathered. He was ashy. Yeah, but I'm not sure if he was African-American.
1: He, he was african He could have been. Yeah. He was no, indeterminate. Was... But do you, don't you think that guy could have just lost the, the branches and just crouched down behind a garbage can and jumped out and still scared the shit out of tourists?
2: Yeah, but that would be more like uh, menacing. Assault? Yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think the criminal term is called menacing, where this was more like, oh, Bush, oh, he my He got God, you. Yeah, it, and it, people. It, it wasn't. would sit there and take. You know, they'd realize they would get scared themselves as a tourist by the bushman jumping out of the bushes. Uh, but then the thing would, to do, you'd, you'd be scared, and like, then you'd laugh, and then you'd go across the street with your tourist camera, and you would wait for other people to walk by, and you'd take photos of them as they were being frightened. You know, to the point of shitting themselves.
1: Yeah, no, and people. He would literally scare the shit out of. Out it was of, a form of, of busking, really. I, you know, one time I remember I was there. I don't know if I was with you that time or it was with my girlfriend. We were watching the the Bushman scare people, and this uh, husband and wife were walking down with their baby. She, she was pushing a baby in a stroller. Bushman jumped out, was like "boo," and the husband just took off running. <laughs> just took off running, like the woman yeah, screamed. He, he
2: wouldn't. I mean, the point you make a good point. He didn't just jump out and, and like "ha ha hi." Whee! No, or maybe he was a, like, like a honking noise. He'd like scream like he was a big guy, and he would scream in this deep at the top of his lungs, like menacing, like growl at you. Yeah. I'm surprised
1: he never got his like ass kicked by someone or shot or something. Or something you know, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. Uh, but apparently, he died uh, this past week. He had been suffering from heart problems. I, th- I guess he had a partner who still performs the same routine. Uh, the bushman's name is Gregory Jacobs. Uh, his partner is named David Johnson.
2: Long live the Bushman!
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, David Johnson was actually his mentor. He was the original Bushman. So,
2: the, the guy who's still living.
1: Yeah, the guy who's still living.
2: Or is it coming out of retirement?
1: I think he still did it every now. And then. The two worked as a team. One of them distracted tourists to ensure a genuine scare, and then they would pull tips that they collected from the onlookers. So, I don't like, know if how if much he, money
2: if, it makes being if, a Bushman?
1: If you got scared, one of them would go up to you and be, like, "Hey, the Bushman got you fair and square. Pay the man." I bet you those guys made like a hundred bucks a day
2: or more they're fucking dreaming if they think I'm gonna give them money after they scared me I might give them money if I was like taking pictures across the street and had like a good 15 minutes of entertainment but not just because they scared me fuck off
1: I would give them my soiled drawers that's what I would give them here
2: you go would buddies. you do like you know those girls that can take their bra off without taking their shirt off out of their sleeve can you do that like out your pants like
1: <laughs> you know, wackily have you, have you noticed how skinny my jeans are oh maybe on the top then <laughs> are they snap crotch I think I would just have to. I would do that, though. I would take them off, then pull off my shit stained underwear and just be like, here, thank you. You guys are great. You got me. There you go. People, this is episode 421 here of Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Send us your stories, sick and wrong Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. We'll read them on the show. And if we give you credit, we'll send you a sick and wrong care package. Got some good stories here this week. Before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Hey, kids, do
0: you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and mukaki Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E,
1: like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story we got here came in from Juan. Juan wrote, "Do you think she had any sparklers?" Um, I doubt it. <laughs> A mother set off fireworks while driving her two teenage son sons in an SUV to get back at her at her lover who wouldn't leave his wife apparently she was trying to kill her teenage sons in a revenge plot aimed at an ex-lover who refused to leave his wife
2: were they his teenage sons?
1: no they're hers Mm. that's that's what's so twisted about this whole plot is that she was planning on killing her own children and herself to get back at this as 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 a revenge as vengeance against this guy for not leaving his wife She's, a 40, she's
2: what we call a crazy is, bitch.
1: Yeah, she's insane. This is like the last girl you want to have an affair with. A 44-year-old Missouri mother. There's your problem. She's already like on, her, she's on like the border of menopause. She's single. She's 44. Not getting any younger. She's already insane. You do not want to have an affair with a person at this age. How old is the guy? You know, they, don't even say his, they don't even say his name. They say it's her lover. But I imagine the guy's probably, what, same age? 40s, 50s, if you're going to have an affair, have an affair with some girl who's like, you know, late 20s and just buy her shit. <laughs> you know? She's probably not going to go psycho when you finally just... Oh, she can go psycho. Well, they can go psycho, but she, but she's in her late 20s. Just go buy her Different something pressures. and then just be like, sorry. And never let them know where you live. Meet never, them in a hotel. A yeah. That's the problem. So Kara Koriath here set off fireworks inside her SUV. While driving her sons Andrew and Matthew on the morning of uh, November twentieth, Andrew and Matthew are sixteen and thirteen, respectively. Oh, old so these gender. kids aren't young. These aren't. Two How come year- they didn't notice toddlers? that their mom
2: had all these fireworks set up in the car, Wiley e. Coyote style?
1: I think they were stoned. Either that, or completely oblivious. They're just so wrapped up in their handheld video games or like their iPhone games. Yeah, probably. not even looking at the world around them. Because I mean, it was so fireworks, obvious though. what she did. Um, The SUV caught fire, causing uh, Coriath to lose control and crashing a guardrail and two signs. All three people survived, but prosecutors say that wasn't Coriath's intent. She's being charged with two counts of first-degree assault for the smoke inhalation and burns suffered by her two sons. So I I guess this is how how it all went down. Coriath asked her, her married boyfriend. That's the problem right there. If you're going to have an affair, you don't want to hit boyfriend status. You just want to be a lover. That's what you want to be. From a the lover. guy's
2: perspective or from the girl's perspective?
1: Both. You just want to keep it. You're not an exclusive. You don't want to give them the, the idea that you're in an exclusive relationship. You want to be like, we hook up every now and then when I'm horny. And that's it. Yeah,
2: but guy, g- guys fall into this trap all the time. Where they they That's what they go. Guys go in thinking that. Oh, just gonna have some casual, no strings attached sex with this lady. It's fine. And then, you know, the next thing you know, she, you know, you think it's no strings attached, but she thinks you're gonna leave your
1: wife. But if you're married, you need to be cautious if you're gonna engage in these type of shenanigans.
2: Yeah, but I don't think you, you just don't have any control over what the how the girl is gonna view the the thing.
1: That's why you have sex with her a couple of times and cut it off if she's yeah. That's when she starts
2: blowing up your cell phone and fucking trying to murder her children. This guy probably did fuck her like maybe three times, and all of a sudden she's trying to, you know, set and off I'm, the Fourth of July inside the scrambler.
1: She planned the attack after getting into a row with her married boyfriend the night before. Cell phone documents show she gave him an ultimatum. She said, "Leave his wife." Um, leave his wife or else and uh, he just refused do ultimatums ever work?
2: well first of all or else isn't a good ultimatum because the guy's like
1: what you're going to cut off all your hair (laughs) or you don't know You know if she's giving you an or else she's insane
2: yeah but don't give me an or else as an ultimatum because I'm just going to assume it's something very mild or else I'm going to go eat a whole bucket of Ben and Jerry's and get fat oh well (laughs) go for it
1: Collateral you need damage. to be like,
2: or else I'm going to burn my children and blame it on you. But do you and think then I'm like,
1: oh, fuck. But do you think ultimatums ever work, though? No, I don't.
2: You always, even if you were like, OK, I'll leave my wife. Hey, remember when you gave me that ultimatum and that's why I left my wife? Like, what? A, what's the next thing you're going to give me an ultimatum about? You can never have a good relationship with somebody who gave you an ultimatum.
1: Only insane people all give the time, ultimatums. Though.
2: It happens all the time, though. In it relationships. does. Relationships, you have to admit. I, I've been given ultimatums and tried to s- satisfy them, but yeah, like down the road, there's always another ultimatum, and then it just—it's just fucked.
1: I just say an ultimatum is never going to work, so you just probably should. Have you ever given an ultimatum? It. In a, I've never given one because I don't expect them to work. I've received a couple.
2: I think the closest I've ever given was like it was almost like a retroactive or not retroactive. It was like, you know, too many ultimatums were given to me. And I was like, listen, if you don't stop being a crazy bitch, this relationship is not going to be, be so wait, continuing. You gave
1: an ultimatum to stop the ultimatums.
2: Kind of. Yeah. Did it work? Well, I had to fulfill the ultimatum. The relationship <laughs> ended. <laughs> ultimatums so never work. I think that's, I mean, it worked the in story. that. Yes. The deal, the contract, you know, went with option B. <laughs> I, I did. I enacted the ultimatum.
1: Well, in this case, in this case, the ultimatum didn't work. The guy refused to leave his wife and was probably like, "All right, I'm just done talking to you." She then well, she se- didn't even
2: really kill the kids, right?
1: Well, she then sent a series of "quote unquote" goodbye texts, including what, the what ominous, fine, lady? including the ominous, it will haunt you every day for the rest of your life.
2: You can see her seeing the first one, sending the first one, right? Oh, yeah. Hiya, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You'll be sad And then like when five I'm minutes dead. later, she's like, oh, that, that one didn't probably sting enough. Well, and this pussy ain't be going to come back, and you're never going to see these titties again. <laughs> just like five minutes later, she wants to dig it in a little more, and he's just like, yeah, no, I got it. Oh, plus you're going to murder your children? Blah.
1: Okay. Yeah, but once you get the, it will haunt you every day for the rest of your life, would you be like, all right, now that's that's piqued my interest. I wonder what she means by that.
2: I would say, I wonder, but I think that's probably as far as it would go. I wonder what? what you meant by that. Huh?
1: What, instead of saying, you know, I'm this is going to haunt you for the rest of your life. I'm going to kill my kids. It's all going to be on your conscience. Why don't you say, if you don't meet me right now, I'm going to show up at your wife's work.
2: Yeah. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Make a threat Wife's work to call his wife.
2: <laughs> Did somebody do that to you? Cause that's yeah. genius. No, that's wife's happened. Wife's work. Not, not like, to my wife. Not only but... is your wife going to be mad, she's going to be embarrassed and fuck as fuck in front of all her coworkers. That's terrible. That's a good one.
1: And not to mention, that's probably going to break you should up the be marriage. Be a deranged
2: girlfriend. You could get that.
1: <laughs> a psycho hose beast. I'd probably be good at that. Um, Coriath. Instead, this is her plan. Here, woke her sons up bright and early and lied to them, saying saying that they needed to go to the hospital because her grandmother was having a heart attack. She then started driving northbound. On the highway around 6 a.m., which is the same route that her married boyfriend used to drop his kids off at school. When a witness said they saw her lighting something inside the SUV, popping sounds were heard, and then the SUV was engulfed in flames. What I'm surprised about is that these kids were 16 and 13. Wouldn't you be like, Mom, what the fuck are you doing?
2: Yeah, just fucking donkey punch your mom in the back of the head, like. Takes to McDonald's, bitch.
1: Yeah, I thought you were crazy before, but now it's confirmed—you are an insane woman. Yeah, let me out of the car. Um, and I don't think she was lighting black snakes here, because <laughs>
2: when it, when it, you know, lighting black snakes off an enclosed car—you could probably <laughs> die from it. it smells like carbon probably. monoxide. Yeah.
1: Um, so the car crashed and it careened off, and the, the police ended up uh, doing an investigation. And inside the vehicle, they found consumer-grade mortar shells strapped to the three headrests along with lighter fluid and more fireworks in the glove compartment. There were numerous packages of fireworks strategically placed and tied together with fuses and pipe cleaners throughout the vehicle, and the whole bottom floor was soaked with gasoline. Hmm. So let's just say, okay, let's go back here. These weren't toddlers. Her sons weren't of toddler age. They're 16 years old and 13 years old. Wouldn't you be like, no, Mom, I'm not getting in this car. It smells like gasoline, and there's also fireworks everywhere.
2: Mm, maybe they're not too bright.
1: Something's all right. I think her kids were retarded. That's what I think.
2: Hmm. Maybe I mean maybe she strategically hid them, so you couldn't really see them. The gas, though, yeah, you're right. You'd smell. No,
1: they, they, they were strapped to the headrest. Where would you hide it? A mortar shell strapped to the headrest. Behind the headrest. The kids are sitting in the back seat.
2: No, behind their headrest.
1: Wow. She said all three headrests or yeah, three headrests in the car. So I do
2: yeah, you know. There's like, uh, the. <laughs> I don't want to do car talk here. It's like wrong car talk. But like the Volkswagen Golf has three headrests in the back bench. So you think behind yeah. the
1: back bench she hid the, the mortar shells?
2: Yeah. No, you're right. Because you're right. I mean, there are well, numerous The whole packages. thing is fishy. The Pricey. whole thing is fishy. Because even if they couldn't see the mortar shells, consumer grade mortar shells, we're talking about fireworks here, not actual military mortars but even if they couldn't see those how did they not smell the gas
1: yeah i mean i, I guess know, i mean Jerry i was pretty fucking stupid at 16 though
2: you'd just be like oh car smells like gas this sucks and you but she wouldn't say anything about it
1: i still don't think i'd have been as distracted by my cell phone not to like be like you know something smells weird in here why does my mom have this insane look in her eyes this thousand she, yard stare
2: yeah but she probably always looks like that
1: well anyway um Coriath didn't seem to think she would survive the well organized explosion, um, but she did. Uh, investigators found uh, at her home a will left on the desk, suicide letters, and a recently purchased life insurance policy. Initially, she was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of prescription pills, but now she, uh, they, they added additional charges. And her bail has been set at $200,000. Her home is now vacant, her kids are with a relative. And uh, she lost her job at Wells Fargo because apparently Wells Fargo does not tolerate that type of behavior of their tellers. <laughs> you can imagine. But this should be a lesson, though, to Flanders out there. You know, I had a strip club manager that told me, you know, listen, this is why he didn't want you to date strippers. because, you know, they're all psycho. Just try to date the less psycho ones. And I what think about that Diablo not, Cody. Well, that's not. But I'm saying, I think that's <laughs> not only strippers. I think it applies to all women. Really? I think they're all kind of crazy. Just try to find the ones that are less crazy. But That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
2: It's a good life lesson. And that goes double for you
1: philanderers. Anyone who's having an affair, you have to be careful. Because that woman will show up at your wife's work. But don't you watch True Detective? I haven't seen that yet. I've been hearing a lot about that show.
2: You haven't seen any True
1: Detective? I'm what, waiting for it to end you? so I can watch she's, it all in order. She's too busy. I'm waiting. It to, I I've, I've been waiting for it then, so I can watch it in order. Because what? What, Cause what? Certain
2: these girls they prey upon married men, and like you can't. It's like a siren song, you know. I suppose you but can't, still. You can't resist it sometimes. Tread carefully.
1: I know, I but it's
2: just you can the, you can just tell guys this till the cows come home. But if you're a forty year old dude and you're married and you've had like three kids with your wife and your marriage is totally stale, like any marriage gets, you know, it's inevitable. And then some like young thirty year old hussy comes up waving her ass in your face, <laughs> and you're like, oh, D. Simon told me to watch out for these types. You're just gonna be like, yeah, right. Your dick's gonna be like. Brain initiate, shut off sequence now. Five, four, three, two.
1: I think when most people are faced with this kind of uh, decision they need to make, a little D Simon appears on the left shoulder, a little Wackerly appears on the right.
2: <laughs> and I'm not even recommending you do it. I'm just like, <laughs> I understand, dude. <laughs> I also think you shouldn't do it, but you know, I understand why you're gonna. Just, I, can I understand I'm why realistic you're realistic about it. And <laughs> don't listen to D Simon cuz he's lying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm like you should fuck her, <laughs> but then chloroform her and put her in the dumpster.
1: <laughs> That's a good plan. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story?
2: I have a uh, well. This is going to be good to balance it out because this is a, the story of a crazy man. <laughs> oh, good. good. Our female listeners need to watch out for these crazy ass men.
1: Yeah, you know, women aren't the only ones who are crazy.
2: Uh, some guy named Rich writes in to say from my hometown, even, and he's from Lorraine, Ohio, apparently, which I think is a pretty small town. So, if you know a guy named Rich and you live in Lorraine, you probably know this dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. The cops got called to a domestic dispute, which is a big sort of small town type of thing for cops to do, domestic disputes. Uh, they got called to the house in Lorraine, uh, and it led to the arrest of a man uh, after he attempted to escape when he saw the cops were showing up. And he had uh, active warrants for his arrest before the cops even showed up. So do you, do that's you th- always bad.
1: Do you think in a city like Lorraine, there's probably you know a couple of times a week there's a domestic disturbance?
2: Oh, a couple times a week? <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering. Like, I didn't
1: look up the population. I don't know how big it is, but I,
2: you know, if it's like 40,000 people, there's probably multiple domestic disturbances per
1: day. Well, I'm just how thinking mean, like a different. city like LA, how many domestic oh, disturbance calls do you think they get? Thousands. <laughs> just in a given day? I mean, there's thousands that
2: they actually go to, and then there's thousands that the 911 operators like, eh, it doesn't seem very bad. Uh, just work it out.
1: Yeah. You know, your your wife isn't bleeding from a, a massive head wound. We're just gonna let you just just work it out amongst yourselves. Whereas, I think in a city like Lorraine, if you get a call, they're probably gonna check out each one.
2: What? How many types of uh, like egg based pie type foods do you think they like to eat
1: in here in this town? <laughs> so, what, you mean every battered housewife they save? Do you think they get a different kind of pie?
2: Well, no, an egg based pie. Hmm,
1: like a quiche.
2: Oh, like quiche I see what you're yeah. Quiche Lorraine.
1: Yeah, Quiche Lorraine. Yeah.
2: What is that? Is that the one with bacon in it? <laughs> Cheddar cheese? I wouldn't eat that. I do like it. Anyway, um, there's another one with spinach and tomato. You might like that one. The spinach quiche. Yeah, that's got a fancy name, though, like Quiche Lorraine. Hmm. It's Italian. Quiche, quiche uh, Todd? I don't know. <laughs> this guy's name's Tony Salva. <laughs> Hot headed Italian. Uh, and this was at twelve twenty-five a.m., which isn't really that late.
1: <laughs> no, that's not that bad
2: for the mo- for my the dad. It would be it, it would be late, but for like a modern young man, middle aged man, it's not how, that
1: late. How old is Tony? Uh, doesn't say. And we'll Nowhere assume in the article. We'll say, he's I, in his thirties. No, later right, because 40s.
2: his do- his girlfriend, has two teenage daughters. Oh, he's in his forties for sure. Yeah. So 40s, at least late 40s, maybe early 50s, even. They uh, came back from a vacation, um, and the teenage girls had been home all weekend. <laughs> and they, when he got back, they hadn't cleaned the house. It was just a complete
1: shithole. Yeah, but what the fuck? Why? Why is this Tony's problem? Tony doesn't. He's not even their dad. No, but he lives there. Yeah, but you know he doesn't have any jurisdiction.
2: Well, that's tough. I mean, if you're going to live there and you're going to be the man of the house, if you're going to live at your girlf- your girlfriend's house and she has two teenage daughters and you're the, you're the man of the house, I mean, don't you have to assert some level of control? You must
1: respect my authority. Yeah. Yeah, but would you? Let's say you know no, you're I'm 17 say- years old and like... Tony over here is like, and i to be okay, like, "Fuck off, uh, Tony! Oh, Lance, you should call me Dad. You guys are. You're gonna go clean your bedroom, all right, before you go out tonight." Would you be like, "Yeah, f- whatever, suck a Tony? Fat dick, Tony, <laughs> Tony, I'm gonna
2: steal your weed when you guys are vacationing. And uh, for some reason, I keep thinking they're in like Disney World. But I think I just imagined that. No, I don't know where they. Maybe they're in Florida somewhere. I don't so know. I think some, one of the other stories happened in Florida.
1: That's why I keep thinking Florida. Do you think the girls had a party? Oh, of course they did. I mean, yeah. they
2: just throw their sucking cock in the garage <sighs> on their parents. Didn't we talk about this having sex on your parents' bed? They were having sex on their fucking Harlots. bed. Harlots. Yeah. 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 yeah, the two teenage girls in Lorraine, Ohio. What else are they going to do? There's not any like extracurricular activities besides drinking and you know teenage sex. I, I grew up in a town this size. Yeah, I was about That's to say,
1: to you know, most of the extracurricular activities in, in the cities that uh, Lance and I grew up in, we're like this, if, if 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 it was on a weekend and someone's parents were out of town, you were at that house drinking. Yeah. That's just that because everybody knew like, oh, yeah, we're going to go over to Bob Bob's house and that's what we're going to drink because their parents are out of town.
2: But one thing about I, if they had older boyfriends, which teenage girls always do, you know, a couple of grades older, yeah. the older boyfriends might have put the kibosh on the like tons of people coming, coming over because they might have been like. No, our fucking girlfriends, you can, it's their house, they're there. Like, we're just going to bang them and we're going to drink whiskey by ourselves. They yeah, gonna, it could like, be a sex party like that. Yeah, sex party. Yeah. Um, this, I, I kind of see where Tony's coming from, though. Because uh, they said the house is messy and whatever, houses get messy. It's not that big a deal. But this this is one thing that drives the nail in the coffin for me. You used to have a little dog, right? Oh, yeah. When When, Pete, when you go to somebody's house and there's dog shit on the floor... <laughs> And, like, it's not like, oh, fuck, I didn't even, the dog just shit on the floor. I'm going to clean it up. But you just know for a fact that that dog shit's been been there for, like, hours and hours and maybe days. Like, wait a minute. Your dog shit's on the floor and then you don't clean it up? And we've all seen this, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not being crazy here. Like, that never happens. We've all been at somebody's house where you see some dog shit and you're like, wait, that dog shit's been there for for a long time.
1: It it reminds me of that Eddie Murphy bit on the comedian where he's doing his drunk dad and it's like that shit's been there so long it's become furniture right. i can put I my drink understand. on it right. and so. but that's what, that's what happens because you know it's it's your dog you got that dog and you said to your parents oh i'll take care of it all day, every day you know i'm gonna take it for like three walks a day i'll feed it blah blah yeah. as soon as you get that dog you'll do that for probably a week and then it's like yeah i don't care and, and when there's just,
2: multiple siblings who are supposed to be taking care of the dog, the, you, you do this game where you're like,
0: everybody well, the it. rule
2: is whoever sees the shit first has to clean it up.
1: And everybody's <laughs> walking past the shit like, what? oh, no, I didn't see any shit. I didn't see it. I don't have to clean it up. I remember me and my sister would just kind of pretend, like ignore that stinky shit wasn't there, even though yeah. it was right in front of the TV. We'd just act like, no, nah, I don't see anything. Well, what are you talking about, You can't about, even shit? mention
2: it. Yeah. You got to be like, Stephanie, clean up that shit. Oh, what? Oh, you saw You see show Oh, I guess if you saw it, you have you to get, clean it up.
1: Yeah. It's like she who, he who smelt it, dealt it. Well, what put this guy over the edge,
2: and uh, is this ironic? Or is this ironic in the Alice Morissette, at Alanis Morissette sense that uh, what put him <laughs> over the edge was, he was in an anger management program, and there was some paperwork <laughs> regarding the program which had dog shit on it, so
1: wait, the and dog so that's shit what made,
2: it his... triggered his anger problem.
1: Wow, that is ironic. Is it? Or is it coincidental? I think it's, I think that's ironic. It seems ironic. Yeah. Seems that that's like what iron. made him
2: so angry? He was in an anger management program. He's in an
1: anger management program. And he he gets should shit be on. angry, but then he gets shit on the anger management paper. He gets so angry that the cops are called. Wow, he must have got pretty angry. He screamed about
2: the paperwork, and uh, he then wiped the paper that had shit on it onto his girlfriend's face and threw a cup of liquid at her. Uh, when his girlfriend retreated to the kitchen, he followed her and began pacing around the room with a broom and a dustpan. Which, the house is messy. He's like... I guess I got to do this myself, right? He's got to clean it up himself. But actually, then he used the broom to hit, swing it at her, hit her in the arm. At which point, one of her daughters called 911.
1: Okay, what I don't get about this is why didn't he rub the shit on the daughters who dirtied the house in the first place and didn't clean up the shit? Hmm.
2: He's probably not enough of a maniac uh, that he doesn't realize that doing something to the underage kids is going to get him more hot water.
1: Yeah, he probably... Even though he's angry, he's not like that Hulk angry, where he's divorced from reality in all right. sense. Berserker, like yeah, he, he's not. Yeah, he's, he doesn't go into full berserker mode where he just everybody gets shit on their face. Rawr! Instead, yeah. it's like shit. Sp- on, I mean, that, in that mode, you're like rubbing shit on your own face. Yeah, you're just the whole place is just you're in a shit like a Tasmanian devil shit storm. Yeah, you're you know, like a shit all over tornado. The floor yourself. A shit nato. But, yeah, but in this situation, I think he's just like, oh, the only person I can really rub shit on is my girlfriend.
2: Even that's going to get me in trouble, but it's going to minimize
1: the amount of trouble I get. Yeah, into. it's going to be. And then he hit her with a broom. Mitigate the situation.
2: Which is probably going too far. The shit on the face is kind of funny, but hitting <laughs> her with a broom is probably too far.
1: Do you think the teenage daughters were screaming or do you think they're like, you missed a spot?
2: Yeah or or the equivalent of that like I didn't see the shit they're just still watching TV. They're just, they he's don't even screaming care. and rubbing shit all over the place. <laughs> Finally when they, he actually hits her mom with a broom and then she's like, oh, I better call 911 myself." Huh?
1: Yeah, I wonder which teenage daughter's like, "You're going to call 911 or do I have to?" Again. rock paper scissors. Right.
2: He'd been he's been arrested numerous times on charges of domestic violence. Yeah, they rock. So this paper, is what scissor, women yeah. have to watch out. You know, men watch have to watch out for these crazy bitches. Psycho I go for these. the least crazy ones. But women have to watch out for these, like, angry dudes. Maniacs.
1: Insane shit-rubbing maniacs.
2: I even have friends... I mean, I wouldn't be friends with somebody who beat their girlfriend or abused their girlfriend or wife or whatever. But I have friends who, they just get angry at the fucking littlest shit.
1: Where you're just like, seriously, dude? You're Are they married? You're your girlfriend about that? Are they married or long-term relationships? Both. Yeah, see, you know, that's, like that's where, where you're driving
2: somewhere and, like... Like, like you t- the girlfriend takes a wrong turn and it's like, Jesus. And it's like this huge fucking international incident. Like, dude, she just has to go around the block and we'll be back on track.
1: So I think all that anger is lying like just below the surface. Yeah. You know, well, and it's, it it's, just,
2: pro- it's projection again, you know, it's like, uh. For all the other issues
1: in the relationship.
2: Or, you know, the, the person's own issues.
1: Well, I just wonder how many, you know, I wonder how many listeners out there. But I also wonder how many people in, in, a. Uh, in marriages would just love to be able to have that one chance to rub shit on their spouse's face. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from Loveline, Doctor Drew over here. Don't rub shit on your spouse's face. It's not going to save the marriage. I'm
2: serious about this. There's one thing, <laughs> Wackerly's rule. Uh, but yeah, just don't be like Tammy Wynette. Do not stand by your man. Just yeah. if the guy's an asshole, just be like, yeah, this is just gonna. Get, it's not gonna get better. It's just gonna get worse. This yeah, is the whole thing about the ultimatum situation. with the girl, with the guy, like, the, oh, we'll go to counseling. Like, he's, maybe he'll better be better for three months, but he's just bottling up all that anger, and he's going to unleash it after the three months.
1: Even worse. Here's here's a rule to live by. Don't date anybody who's in the anger management class.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you should go to anger management, and we're going to get a divorce, and then maybe with the next lady you're with, you can learn to manage your anger with her.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- th- that might that might be a good idea anger management
2: i can't i get so angry i can't control myself <laughs>
1: it's kind of like jeffrey <laughs> yeah my brother my you know my parents tried to get him to go to anger management and he got he so angry to. he wouldn't go
2: no of course he's too angry to go
1: <laughs> people send your story to stick around podcast at com. we got a few phone calls to get to and an email if we have time Uh, People can give us a call at uh, 206-666-3846. Before we get to our first phone call, here's another word from our sponsor.
0: Uh,
1: Uh, 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 Hey, sick and wrong listeners.
0: Want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two
1: adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no.
0: Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout.
1: So we got a few phone calls here to the sick and wrong hotline. Let me get to call number one. Oh, This one's good. This is like from this Scottish guy who made his, I think he recorded his wife. I love when, I love when dudes do that. They like, I like this podcast and you got to call or you, you got to call, you know, you got to call into the show. Or I think this guy said, if you play my call, I'll make my wife send a picture of her tits with sick and wrong written on it. <laughs> and this guy emailed me like, this is what he's going to do. Talking about a maniac. So, Rita, what was that you were saying?
0: If we had some porridge oats and there's no water, how would you make porridge? Would you use your urine to make the porridge and then eat it for for the day?
1: So you're saying I'd be
0: good in the third world then? Yeah, I think you'd survive very well because you don't wash your hands so you don't need
1: any water. I think you do very well in the fudels. <laughs> thanks, thanks very much. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. So, so there you go. No idea. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's there's no context there. We don't even know what's going on. I think his wife is upset because he doesn't wash his hands after he urinates. <laughs> he eats porridge. That's
2: any wife should be. Yeah, but uh, he there's say- shit that you can do when you're a bachelor, and then there's shit you can do when you're in a relationship. And you know, washing your hands after you go to the bathroom is one of those things you have to do when you're in a relationship. You should do it anyway. Yeah, but you know, guys, they're not going to. When you're in the privacy of your own home by yourself for the whole weekend.
1: Yeah, I guess I just took a piss and I didn't wash my hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> and where's your girlfriend? <laughs> Far away. <laughs> But but this guy though he sent me an email about it said his wife is Chinese but she lives in Scotland so she's a Chinese woman with a Scottish accent.
2: Well, yeah, to clarify, order. I mean she's she got to be... be mail order, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> but uh, she has a Chinese accent, but it's inflected with Scottish-sounding English.
1: Yeah, I think her. Her English. She probably can She's speak weird. Chinese in a fluent Chinese accent, but when she speaks English, it has a Scottish inflection to it.
2: Right. But the Scottish people wouldn't notice that. I wonder they how just many think she has a Chinese accent.
1: How many? Asians think do you she think she has both. How many Asians do you think they're in Scotland? Five. <laughs> and they've all been mail ordered. We this this guy's basically married to Ting Ting.
2: Who's Ting Ting the panda? Oh, did you
1: ever see uh, Little Britain when the guy orders that Thai wife and she comes over she's this big fat woman? And he's like, "What?"
2: You're I watched white-? a couple of several of those things, but I never really got into it.
1: She's like, "I'm Ting tang and he's like, well, You're way bigger than I thought." And then she starts giving him a blowjob. He's like, "All right, well, this is cool." <laughs> and then it's just, that's the whole joke, and it just... Came, I think this guy has his own Ting tang but at least apparently, How do,
2: what's your what's your position on male order brides, generally?
1: I said, go for it. Why not?
2: Well, <laughs> there's some reasons why not. Sex because trafficking? maybe they're just using you to get a passport, and once they sort of they're naturalized, then they divorce your ass and try and take some of your shit.
1: Well, that's a risk you're going to take. I mean, what's the alternative? Just be lonely.
2: Yeah, you're right. Ultimately, I think I am on the side. You know, learn. You you, you got to work at it. I mean, just because she's male, she's not a male order slave. I think that's what you got to remember. So you got to say, hey, I'll bring you over to this great country. We'll get to know each other.
1: A good rule of thumb is just don't wipe dog shit in her face when she does something you don't like. Be nice. Don't,
2: don't, you know, don't think she's a slave. Don't think she's going to come over here and make you like wonton soup every day.
1: And here's an idea. Why not wash your hands after you take a piss? You Philistine. What about,
2: (laughs) you know, in orange is the new black, how the warden has the mail order Russian bride. Oh yeah. yeah. And they can't, he has trouble moving over her mom for like some period of time, like five years. I think that that's a bad move.
1: But that's a good idea, though. Is just wait. You can send money back
2: because that's part of the deal, right? Send money to the mom so she can have a nice life. Don't move her over. Don't move her over for at least five years, so you can sort of settle into a routine to where your new mail order bride and her her mother don't sort of turn on you. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, This next one is uh, this guy is asking us a question.
0: Hey, it's Batman hey, whatever happened to uh, Rollo, all of a he just (laughs) dropped off the face of the earth and you guys haven't talked to him. I talked about him in a while. So, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: This is the worst Batman ever. Good
0: luck. And, uh, oh, hey, Wackerly, here's my number, so call me Baby. Ta-ta.
2: <laughs> Dude, I don't remember Batman saying hey so much.
1: Or ta-ta. Yeah, you know, I got to say, that was the worst Bat- Batman impression I've ever heard. It kind of sounded like Christian Bale dying of emphysema. Doesn't it, didn't it sound like Christian Bale like, dying of emphysema? Like my that grandpa in- died of emphysema. No, my grandpa
2: actually had emphysema and died of something else. Yeah,
1: but did he speak like that? Like, hey... Like he just He spoke so raspy He was so heavy Like his his voice it, it, it didn't sound like Batman at all
2: To me it sounded like Batman like Also trying to take a shit <laughs> He's like sort of Yeah the raspy voice Was always a little Breathing heavy and I think it he was kept, like, Batman Having to you know, like Interject pause Where you know like Hey Uh Wackerly.
1: I think it was Batman smoking Too many of those E-cigarettes Wackerly. You should watch out
2: Uh They're called Bat cigarettes <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh whatever happened to rollo you know we get we can say one thing okay like, i mean we still have that guy that calls up and does a rollo voice every now and then the real story of rollo rollo was that shrunken head that holly stevens gave me and we named it rollo we had it in the house and then i think i moved to my new apartment down here in la and mites or whatever it was, some kind of insect, some kind of parasites, moth. star- moths or something started eating that thing. Moth larva. But it had been sitting on my, on my, on my, my drawer, was it was my shelf.
2: actual human hair. Yeah. It turns out to be like good. Something that mites think is like Taco Bell. Like it's very tasty.
1: But it had been sitting on my shelf and it had been there for a long time. I just never moved. And then one day I knocked it over and just the whole thing. Like they'd eaten all the hair and like into the skin of it and everything. And it just, Moss everywhere. So I just grabbed the thing and threw it out.
2: Yeah, it turns out the preservative qualities of like the Bushman's head preserving shrinking yeah. activities aren't so great.
1: The pygmies didn't moth proof, Rollo. So Rollo uh, ended up in the dumpster somewhere. Yeah. So I guess although, I you
2: know, up. he could be roaming around. He might have gotten out of the dumpster and he's roaming around just he's hairless. Maybe he got some rogaine or Some kind of a
1: piece. He lives on in spirit. You know, he calls up every now and then. Yeah. You know, um, this next guy, this is an interesting call here. This guy calls in a lot. I think he illustrates an interesting point. He calls in with a lot of stories. The guy called in recently. uh, A few other people called in people. You need to, you need to comprehend this. You need to absorb this. We will not play your call. If it's over three minutes, but getting all these calls, I got an eight minute call. I Break a, yeah. it down
2: into two parts. I mean, give us a cliffhanger or something that makes us want to play your second call the following week.
1: Well, you know, it pains me too because I, I listen to these calls. And I'm like, oh, that's a good story, but it's six minutes long. Yeah,
2: I'm not pained.
1: I'm not cut listen- it. I'm not listening to a six minute call. I'm not listening to a six minute story. We don't have time to play that here on the show. So people, and we had a bunch of people just call recently. Several people just called in, and they they called in with these five minute, six minute calls. Call in well,
2: the more the more that you play longer calls and it just encourages them.
1: I know. So we're we're not doing that. We don't play a call over three minutes, and we rarely play three minute calls. We, you know, ideally we, we want something under three minutes. So if you're going to call in with a five minute call, we're not going to play it. So people that called in with these long calls, we're not going to play your calls. So we're we'll calling again and condense it. That's what we're asking. So this Megan guy be
2: angry. Do you hear it? The anger rising.
1: Yeah, I'm about <laughs> to rub shit. you an ultimatum. I'm about to he's rub shit sh- <laughs> on everybody's face and give you an ultimatum. He's giving you an ultimatum,
2: and he's getting angry. He's doing the feminine and the masculine, both of those things at the same time.
1: Yeah, this is rage over here. Um, so this guy called in, and uh, not only does he have the audacity to call us out for playing, uh, I think he's called twice, because uh, I guess we didn't realize, because we we're drunk. He also... <laughs> has the audacity to give himself a nickname, Wackerly? Who does that? George Costanza. Yeah, gives himself a nickname. That's the only person who's ever done that. And he doesn't even exist.
0: Hey, what's going on, you West Coast Homosexuals. All right, so I'm the guy who called who said I've had a whole bunch of stories on the show and you guys completely, uh, you know, either don't believe me or, you know, because you are unable to make a link uh, based on my voice, you—you. Uh, you I mean, how many minutes does this go on for? for?
1: Uh, this one's actually not that long, but Get the guys did. what no, I
0: mean, just this
2: part where he's just abusing us and be like, "You didn't know my voice from the previous call. Nice job, fucking Columbo." <laughs>
1: He did call in with another call that was like five minutes long or something, which is a good story because this guy has lots of good stories. Remember Not when we used to, to say that, that people
2: long? couldn't, if they called in multiple times in a one week, we would only take the, the first one to discourage people from being like, oh, wait, wait, I have another call. Oh, wait, wait, I have another thing to
1: say. Well, that's what I'm doing here. This guy's yeah. called in several times and I'm playing the first call that we got from him. Yeah. But in the past, he's called in on different shows like years ago. He's a guy who's been listening a long time.
0: First off, let me say, um, I don't know if it's six, but I could tell you every single one. You know, I shit my buddy's van. I stuck a boner in a kid's...
1: So this, I don't know if you remember this. This guy was visined by his buddies, and he ended up taking a shit in, in a van cause he was wasted. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he shit his pants in his van. And another story, he's the guy that called in whose friend was a school teacher that was having sex with this, like, Arabic kid.
2: And, they got, and then she got busted because the yeah. kid was coming to her house and
1: harassing her. So this dude does have... He's, he genuinely has good stories. But it's the arrogance. That's the issue.
0: He is, you know... Uh, selling ice cream, obviously, I had the one with the, uh, the teacher. Funny thing is, is before that teacher, you actually played another call for me on that same episode, uh, where I was talking about my <laughs> favorite <laughs> episode where the guy, uh, was kicking a in the ass with a wrench. oh Um, so you can't even identify me when you play my calls back You
1: can't
0: identify it. So, um, I didn't think that that was, uh, something that people are allowed to do generally
1: are people allowed to choose their own nickname no only george costanza who's a fictional character can do that
2: no i mean in the episode of seinfeld where he attempts to do that i mean they may they're examining the, the same issue we're talking about
1: he tries to make his own nickname but it doesn't take because no one's going to call you something that you create yourself right you can't give yourself your own moniker no Unless
2: you're some kind of a performance artist, which, come on, you're G- calling G- into a shitty podcast. G- yeah.
0: You wait for somebody else to give you a nickname, you hate it, and then it sticks. So um, if you're giving me this uh, situation and me being a mid-30s white male, I've decided that my uh, my nickname is going to be Junebug. Um, so from now on, when you receive a call from me, you will hear Junebug. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts.
1: Uh, talk to you later. please. It's the gayest nickname I've ever heard. What if we call him, like, Junebug Cock? (laughs) (laughs) June Dick? That's the gayest nickname. Why Junebug? Like, where did he pull that from? June Cleaver? (laughs) It's just the gayest nickname. Here's a nickname for you. If I'm going to give this guy a nickname, I'm going to call him Choggle Pants. Or how about just Choggles? Because he shit his own pants in his friend's van. And if you recall, the term Choggle Pants is when you shit in somebody else's pants and they put them on. If I was this guy's friend, if I knew this guy and he passed out of my house, and he was, you know, took his shorts off or whatever and he was wearing his underwear and he passed out on my couch. His shorts. I would shit. You know this guy wears shorts. I would I shit. Know, I like this
2: fictional character came over your house in shorts. What's up, bro? Let's drink some beers. And then he passes out shorts. and he takes
1: his shorts off and just leaves them on my floor. Are we going to go play Frisbee golf or something? I would take a shit. And this guy's shorts. And he would probably be wasted. He'd put them on in the morning. Next thing you know, I, he's got choggle pants. I gave him choggle oh, pants. Oh, I shit my pants. Yep, and then he's like, oh my God, somebody shit my pants. Put them on. We're going to call you choggle pants from now on. Choggles. Choggle. Choggle. So when you call up, just identify yourself as choggles So we know who we're talking to. Choggle log. <laughs> choggle bug. Golly chog. Choggle bug. Choggles, That's your nickname, buddy. It's the best you're going to get. People call the signal on hotline, 206-666-3846. I'm going to have to do this email next week. We're actually running out of time. All right. Been a lot of uh, a lot of hullabaloo on Facebook about this whole, we can't get your podcast on Android. I can't believe we're we talking it. We can't hear your podcast on iTunes. People... I check iTunes when I upload the podcast. It's always there. If you, if you have trouble listening to it on iTunes, it's because iTunes sucks. Maybe your computer sucks. Maybe you suck. Maybe but your just, iPhone
2: is fucked up.
1: Or something. The best thing to do in that situation where you're not getting a, a recent episode on iTunes, what I do is I delete the show and then resubscribe. And then it, it populates all the, the current shows. That, that usually works. And in terms of Android, um, I actually emailed all the Android apps. And made sure that they had the correct link. So you should be getting it if you listen to it on Android. Like
2: they're your computer pals?
1: They're my like buddies In the movie now. Tron? Like you talk to the apps? Mark I live inside a computer. I can <laughs> speak to the apps. You people's iPod players with me. Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, I'm, I'm of the machine. So you went out through the tubes, the internet tubes, and you talked to the apps. I walked through the matrix. I went to the apps and I said, apps, this App. is the correct feed. Upload new feed, brother. Upload feed app.
2: <laughs> and then you threw a frisbee right in their face.
1: And then, uh, yeah, and then the master, the MPC, the master, was it the master computer or the MCP? MCP or MPC? I don't I remember. Don't it's been a while. Whatever. Time. It's been a while since I've seen <laughs> Was it the dude? Was it the <laughs> new version? <laughs> The <laughs> MCP, all right. The MCP. MCP. I ended up having to like race him on this motorcycle thing, and the next thing you know, right. all the apps got the correct feeds, So now it I should was be getting fine. It on
2: with this lady with like a fucking lopsided haircut.
1: Is that the that bald-headed chick? No, and the new one, dude. Oh, okay, remember her? Oh yeah, she was hot. She was. <laughs> and hot.
2: then I was I was rocking out to that fucking British techno band in the bar
1: to save me the, the effort drinks. of having to go Sorry, through the computer, computer world. <laughs> And relive Tron. Just listen to the show on fucking iTunes, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sigarong t shirts available at the Sigarong store. And I know I got a number of orders this week. I'm going to get to it tomorrow. So you will get your shirts soon, hopefully by the weekend. So people, go, go buy a shirt at the Sigarong store, slash store. Support the show, buy new logo tee. Um, also, I'll send you a, a, a six pack of They Live stickers if you buy one. Like right now. If you get a computer right now and buy a shirt, you'll get stickers. Second Wrong Song of the Week came in from Colin from London, Ontario. You know, wackily, I don't know if you noticed, but the Canadians beat the U.S. in hockey at the Olympics. You see that? I heard about it. Yeah, they're gloating. Flatheads over there, they're gloating about this. You know, and people were saying, like, they were joking on the internet, like, it's a, it's a, a battle of who, who gets to keep Bieber we lost, and now we've got to keep Bieber because of this. But anyway, Colin Wright, just so you guys know. Hang on for that sentiment. Good use of slide whistle there.
2: Yeah, it could have been quicker. I yeah, but, it, but it, it
1: was still good. I mean, timing was a little off, but whatever. You're getting it back into the I forgot I had here. it for a second. Just so you guys know, it's the native Indians from northern Ontario that use eh when they talk. Yeah, right. Native Indians?
2: It's yeah. like some bastardization of two different phrases. <laughs> they're not Native. In- Native Indians are from India.
1: Yeah, Native, Native Americans? Native, Native, well, no. they're. I guess they'd be Native Canadians? No.
2: Can, Canada is part of America. Canadian Indians. Native Natives? Canadians. They're just, Native American. Ameri- North America. Just call them Indians. Canada's engines. part of North America. Just
1: call them Indians. They're Eskimos, I, dude. It's fucking Alaska. everybody uses eh over there. Yeah. I know Canadians. I mean, who the fuck is this guy?
2: I don't know. I, I, I grew up in Michigan and we used eh. Yeah. Hey.
1: This, guy, this guy's a little I went too over the drunk border, on the Canadian. It. That's what he's drinking.
2: Canada's a very refined country, in my opinion. I like it. I like it, too. Toronto, uh, Montreal, Quebec. They use
1: their welfare checks to get drunk and will resort to Listerine if the beer stores are closed. So don't assume that all Canadians talk like that. It's embarrassing. You LOL. do talk like that. You do.
2: You talk like <laughs> Who's that. Who's this? This guy's so delusional.
1: You ever I seen know. the kids
2: in the hall? They talk like that.
1: You ever listen to Rush? He no, sings I try like not that. To.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking Geddy Lee. He looks like a fucking... Hobbit gnome.
1: I hate Rush. Here's a song of the week. Since Canada is killing it at the Olympics, it's proud to be a Canadian from the Canadian punk band Dayglow Abortions. Thanks for the faggy shirt and stickers, you dicks. Colin from owned. London. Yeah, apparently he ordered a shirt. London. And
2: The London of Canada,
1: London, Ontario. There, you know the Daigle Abortions. I don't know if you remember this wackily, but when I used to do Rampage Radio in San Francisco, those those guys came into. I know. I thought they were a San Francisco band. No, they're they're from Vancouver. Oh, they're they're good. Vancouver.
2: Where's this guy's from Ontario? Vancouver is so much cooler than Ontario.
1: Definitely better. Vancouver's like an honorary United States city. Kind kind of of like it's it's kind of like an extension of Seattle, really. Yeah. It's like North Seattle, Northern Seattle. Yeah, that's barely Canada. But these guys are cool, though. They came in. They they did a show at like the I think Kendra's was, from uh, Vancouver. Parkside. Yeah, Kendra, and, and I think she had seen the Dago Abortions as well. Oh, sure. Good band. Good band. Great name. Thanks, Colin, for saying that. And people, we'll be back next week with episode four twenty two. Till then, I take us easy. Again.
0: my cigars with 20-pain notes paid for by the BBC. Then I like dirty gills to blow the flames out from the notes. I'm old school British broadcasting company. I like children and I like to eat them. But there's nothing more I like than the second and wrong podcast with D. Simon and Lance Wackerly. Ha, 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 ha.